Welcome to our community. Good to have you all here this morning. Got a call from Ben on Wednesday and said, Arne, um, want to talk, well, wouldn't mind if you could share a few, uh, few words on mission. I went, sure, mate, no worries. My knees started shaking and um, so I had to sit down and I thought, okay, well, where do we go from here? Um, won't take long, but uh, basically I just wanted to share with you what does it mean? What does mission mean to us as a local church, global church, body of believers? What does being on mission actually mean? I had my own preconceived ideas and I had my own, had my own pre-understanding of what being on mission actually was before I actually started to explore this. Now, after a lot of prayer and diving into God's Word, I've come to the understanding that this whole thing, this whole thing is about mission. The whole thing. The fall, Jesus, us, is the mission. In the garden, paradise was lost. Man's, mankind's relationship with God was fractured. God sprang into action in that moment, and the greatest mission of all began in that moment. The mission was to heal, to reconcile, and to repair God's relationship with mankind. That was the mission. In that moment, it all began. God sent out all different people. Who did he send? He sent Moses. Abraham, David, Daniel, Nehemiah, Jonah, plus so many other people and others of the Old Testament on mission to bring God's people back to himself is what he wanted. That relationship back with us. All that time pointing forward, always pointing forward to the day that the Messiah, the Savior, was going to come. And then, boom. Enter Jesus, the God-man. He arrived, the ultimate missionary on mission to save all of mankind. Emmanuel, God with us. He lived, he was crucified, and he was murdered for our sake. The perfect sacrifice in our place. Three days later, he conquered death. He rose again, and if we believe that he died and rose for us, for our sins, we are forgiven and we live forever. How long? That's a long time. With Jesus. Forever. So what does that mean for us today, guys, as a church, as a body of believers? So come with me on this little journey and let's find out together. So Matthew, let's <laughs> go. Matthew 28, 16 to 20. There will be a few scriptures that I'm going to use today. So if you've got your Bible handy, all you millennials, we've got it up. Emma, you're amazing. Thank you, Emma. So I'll be reading from the NIV. It's going to be the AIV, the Arn International Version, but we'll go with the NIV. A little more credible. Matthew 28, 16. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. 
Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. That's huge. All authority in all of heaven and all of earth has been given to Jesus. Therefore, key word, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. The title of my message this morning is Mission Possible, not Mission Impossible. Did you like that? Let's pray. Father, we just pray that at this time, your Holy Spirit will speak to us. Father, I pray that as we now explore your word, that you will reveal to each and every one of us your mission for us in this place. Father, I pray that you will strike any word from my mouth that does not in any way honor you and that you will speak through me as I become smaller. Lord Jesus, you become greater. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word as it is sown into the fertile hearts of your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, I've broken it down into uh, two bite-sized pieces, okay? It was going to be 15, but um, let's make it two. Um, we could go forever on this topic, but um, let's do two. I keep telling Joe I'm a simple man with simple needs. She doesn't agree. I am a complicated man with simple needs. So let's say that two. Two's good. So first up, how are we on mission? Have you ever had something really, really exciting happen to you? Like, uh, that you just can't help it, you have to go and tell everybody about it. That ever happened to you? I'm so pumped, I've got to tell everyone about it, I'm really excited. You've, you know, you've got that really cheesy grin on your face? Now, what's going on with you? Come on, cough it up, you're a bit excited about something. Oh, it's nothing. Oh, I've got this new job, I'm pretty excited about it, it's my dream job, it's one I've always wanted, it's great. Or, I've got this new car, I'm, I'm pumped about the new car, the dream car, it's awesome, convertible. Oh, this house, fantastic house. Always wanted to live in this house. Beautiful house. I've fallen in love. Who's fallen in love? Cheesy grin? Cheesy grin, right? Everyone's going, what's up with you? Cheesy smile. I'm, I'm engaged. I'm engaged to be married. Cheesy grin. Pretty happy. We had a similar experience, Joe and I. We had some friends come over and... Uh, they actually came and saw us, had a cup of tea. It was unusual because they don't normally come over and, you know, just, it was kind of random. And they said, look, we'll come over. And so they came over and uh, sat in front of us and they were explaining how they're going to Germany next year in April uh, for a, uh, a conference. They own a software company. And we went, well, that's fabulous. Awesome. Germany would be cool. Um, and they said, well, we'd actually like you to come with us. Uh, we're going to pay for you. In fact, flights, accommodation, um, all internal travel, all you've got to bring is spending money. We want to bless you guys. We love you guys. We've got all these points, frequent fly points accumulated. We're going to pay for your flights and we're going to take you to Europe. We're like, what? Are you kidding me? We went, 
And I went, no. And, and have, have you got any dream places you really want to go to? And I went, oh, let's go to Greece and oh, let's go to Rome and see the, like, the Colosseum. It'd be amazing. And Joe goes, hey, I've always wanted to, Arne's always wanted to go to um, Las Vegas. Wrong continent, honey. That's on the other side. Other side. So needless to say, Joe and I are pretty pumped. We just can't stop talking about it between us. Should that not be times one million for us as Christians? One million? Ephesians 2, 1 to 10. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sin, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world. And the ruler of the kingdom of the air, that is Satan, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserve, deserving of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in our transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. Again, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is a gift a gift of God, not by works, no, 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 so that no one can boast I'm so amazing, look what I've earned, a free gift, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, with which God himself has prepared in advance, the kicker, in advance for all of us to do. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new, uh, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. The old is gone, the new is here, all that stuff, gone. There's now no condemnation for those that are in Christ. It is gone, it is over. I am a new creation in Christ. Acts 2, 38. This is at the time of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came down on the 11 um, disciples and then Peter stood and he addressed the crowd and preached to them. And during that time he said, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 3, 6. This mystery is that through the gospel, the good news, the Gentiles... That's you and I. We're not Jews, we're Gentiles, right? We are the others. We are, the, through the gospel, the Gentiles, you and I, are heirs. Heirs together with Israel. Members together, we're all together. Of one body now, all combined. The sharers together in the promise in Christ Jesus. We are heirs of all the promises of Christ Jesus. We have encountered the almighty creator of all things God, you and I. The same God that breathed 
all of creation into existence. On his breath, the galaxies and stars before you just happened. That same God we have encountered. The Holy Spirit has convicted us of our need for forgiveness when we encounter this incredible holy God. We have crossed that line of faith. We have been forgiven. We've been given eternal life forever. Received into us the Holy Spirit. God himself is living inside of us. And we are heirs, heirs crowned for all the promises of Christ Jesus. Is that not something worth having a cheesy grin on your face about? Come on. We are supercharged human beings running on the power of the Holy Spirit. We can't help but share it. We can't help but go and show it. We can't help it. It's, we can't help but be it. God himself is inside of me through his Holy Spirit. It's in our DNA. Let's think about the characters of old for a second. Genesis 12. I didn't give you this. Sorry, Emma. In Genesis 12, we read about Abraham. Abraham had a supernatural encounter with God. God said to you, said to him, you will be blessed and become a great nation, a nation that numbers more, more than the stars in the sky and the sand under your feet, grains of sand, a great nation. Now get up and go. Leave your country, Abraham. Leave your family. Leave your home. And I will lead you, God said to him. And what did he do? Immediately, immediately he responded and went out and he obeyed the call. Exodus 3, Moses. Oh, Moses. I love Moses. I can relate to Moses. Had a supernatural encounter, cruising through the desert, been out there for 40 years, boom. Looks over there, oh, there's a bush burning. It's interesting. The Bible is hilarious. It actually says that Moses saw a bush that was burning and not being consumed. So he went over and had a look. Check it out, Exodus 3. Hilarious. God says to Moses, out of the burning bush, don't come any closer. Now the bush is talking. Just imagine that. Can you imagine that? Burning bush, voice of God coming out of the bush. Don't come any closer. Take off your sandals. You're on holy ground, Moses. Okay? Um, now I want you to lead the Israelites, my people, out of Egypt. Moses is like, right. Talking to a bush. God's talking to me. Now I'm leading people out, all the people out of Egypt. Five times, Moses said, I'm not uh, sure. Five times. Oh, I don't know. Okay, God says, throw your staff on the ground. Okay, turns into a snake. He picks it up, turns, turns back into his staff again. Amazing. Now put your hand in your cloak. Pull it out, leprosy, put it back in, take it out, clean. Cool. Now go get some water out of the Nile. This is what you're going to have to do in front of the people. Just, okay, if you're there, grab some water out of the Nile River, pour it on the ground, turns into blood. Right, okay, cool. Moses is like, well, I'm a bit slow. I can't talk good. Do you feel like that? Like, you got the call? And just going, no, nah, not for me. Yeah, I can't talk real good. I'm a bit slow. God says, am I not God? Am I not the creator of all things? Did I not put the words? Did I not actually make the mouth that you're actually speaking out of? I will give you the words, Moses. Nah. Pass. Please. Send another servant. God's anger burned against Moses. All right, all right, God says. Okay. 
Bring your brother Aaron. He'll talk for you. For goodness sake. And so up he went. And the rest is history. God led the people. Moses led the people through. God through Moses led the people out of Egypt. Amazing. Can you relate to us? Can a lot of us, can a lot of us relate to that? Relate to Moses? Really? Me? Now? Where are we going? Are you sure? I'm not ready. I'm not your guy. I'm not your girl. I won't cut it. I don't have the skills. I don't have the talents. I haven't got what it takes. Really? Bit of Moses in all of us at times, wouldn't you say? Mission comes from the word, the Latin word, uh, materi or missio. Excuse the pronunciation. Means sent out. Mission means sent out. Other words for mission are calling, a pursuit, an aim, a quest, a function is another word for mission, a function. Now let's fast forward to Acts, Acts 1, 22. You haven't got this. Saul, who later became Paul and his conversion, amazing. New Testament, boom. Okay, Jesus been gone, raised, right, he's now gone back to heaven. Paul's conversion. He's on the way to Damascus. He's cruising along, daytime, light flash all around him, falls to the ground. This is Paul, falls to the ground, right? Jesus spoke, why are you persecuting me? Another voice. Light flash, like weird. Struck to the ground, weird. Now voice, wow. A supernatural encounter. He's now blind five, for three days. Goes to town. Meanwhile, God speaks to another disciple. Okay? His name's Ananias. And he says to Ananias, I want you to go to town where I tell you to. See this guy, Paul. And I want you to pray on him. He's going to be filled with, with my Holy Spirit. And he's, go, and he's going to be my special instrument. Ananias, right, has gotten the call. Ananias is like, uh, you sure? This guy's the guy who's trying to kill us. On mission. Not so sure. Ananias, God goes, in exclamation marks, go, Ananias. He is my chosen instrument. So Ananias goes, knocks on the door where this guy persecuting Christians right, is in. Bit tender, walking in going, is this guy Saul here, ready to get struck down? Yep, no worries, he's there. Paul is there, blind, he's praying. Immediately, what appeared like scales fell from Paul's eyes. And he could see again. He was baptized in that moment and did a 180 degree turn and was on mission. Changed the course of history for the modern day church. Nearly the whole New Testament was written by this guy because he answered the call and went out. He had God's function on his heart. So where are we on mission? Where are we on mission? If you and I are Christians and we are empowered by the Holy Spirit, we are on mission every day, everywhere, all the time. Each and every one of us. For some of us, the call is across the ocean. In a different country, in a different land. That's okay. But for others of us, the call is across the street. 
wherever it might be, wherever God has placed you. Like Paul, we are all God's chosen instrument, just like Paul. You and I are his instrument to bear the image of Christ that lives inside of us to a dying world. Whether we're at work, at school, whether you're on a bus, whether you're in a line at the bank, sitting in your cubicle at work, wherever you might be, you're on mission. We are on mission together. I used to think if only I could get them to church, then they'd hear the gospel. Yeah, true. True. But this is also the place where we equip the saints, you and me, to go out after being equipped here, to go out, infiltrate the field in which God has placed us with the love of Jesus and his message. So my question is, have you felt the call yet? I hope so. Better still, will you and I answer the call? Matthew 5.14, Jesus said, You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. People don't light a lamp and put it under a bowl. They put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. Just like that light there. And like that light there. This room is filled with lights. That needs to be put on a stand. I remember in Sunday school, we used to sing this amazing song, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Is that not the same for us today as big grown-ups now? It's not just for the little children. In verse 16 of Matthew 5, this is the real kicker, the call to mission. Let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. This is entitled the Great Commission, not the Great Mission. It's the Commission. It's not the you mission. It's not the I mission. We're all in this together. Commission, together. And you know what? Jesus said in Matthew twenty-eight twenty, and surely... What a comfort this is. I am with you always, Jesus said, to the very end of the age. I will never let you go. I will never forsake you. I will never leave you. Wherever you are, I am with you always. For how long? Till the end of the age. For as as long as time exists. We are not alone. Don't be afraid, Arne. It's all right. I got this. I'm with you. I'm right here with you, mate. It's okay. Did I feel out of my depth in Brewarrina? Yep, you bet I felt out of my depth in Brewarrina. But it's okay. You know what? Jesus was with me because he promised he was with me. Where I end, he begins. Let me tell you, I end pretty quickly. And he begins. Did I feel out of my depth witnessing to two Muslims in Maccas a few weeks ago? You bet I felt out of my depth. But Jesus was with me. Gave me what I need to say. And through my fumbling and inabilities and insecurities, Jesus was shown. Is that not the call? Did you feel awkward perhaps when you're in that situation and you're feeling stirred in your heart by the Holy Spirit to make conversation with that person? 
getting outside of yourself and pass your, your phone and put that down, stir up a conversation with the person beside you. Did you feel awkward about that? I bet you did. Guess what? Jesus was with you too. We are set apart. We are different. We are a holy people. Don't be afraid. We're not alone. God has been described like a, he's like a, like a twister. He's like a tornado. He draws us in. He gives us life. He blesses us. And he loves us and he gives us eternal life. And then like a tornado, he spins us out. We go out on mission. Go. Proclaim my name. So Jesus is asking each and every one of us here today, will you answer the call? Will you answer the call? Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you for for your word and how it's so clear to us. I pray that we will answer the call each and every day, in each and every moment, to let our light shine. To not hide it, but to let it shine. Through the power of your Holy Spirit, you are living inside of us. And through that power, to shine your light to a dying world in need. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are with us. You will not forsake us. You will not leave us. We're all in this together, Lord Jesus, and I pray that we will answer that call every day, in every moment, Lord Jesus, because it's all about you. In your name we pray. Amen.